love you. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. We have a riveting monster sequel smash today in, oh, uh, in uh, the Predator vs. Prey, or Prey vs. Predator, whichever sounds right to you. <laughs> I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> I am the Faceless Lillione, and we are talking Ooh. about the OG Predator movie, not the... Hell yeah. Yeah, the 2018 one, just to clarify. Yeah. And Not Predators. Oh, that was Predators? Okay, okay. Oh, wait, no, I guess they did call it Predator 2, didn't they? That was Alien. Alien did the pre- Alien and Aliens. I don't, I don't know. So, I haven't seen that. This is yeah. the only Predator movie I have seen. You haven't seen? Oh, my gosh. You yeah. have to watch the Donald Glover one, man. It's hilarious. I, I have heard <laughs> that it's hilarious. I have heard that. So, this is a podcast about I movies Don- and TV. <laughs> Called Green Faces on Donnie the Couch. Glover too. It's Danny Glover. Oh yeah, Donnie. <laughs> it's not the childish. It's not the childish <laughs> That would be really funny if he just reprised his dad's role for the for the sequel to I don't know the re- I thought there was a remake. Maybe the remake's coming out. Is that his dad? I didn't know that. Is it not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know it could be. Hold on, we'll find out. I'm we'll finding see how out. We really are. Danny Glover versus Donald Glover. Are they related? He is not, despite rumors related to actor Danny Glover. Well, I <laughs> fell in. I fell into the trap, and I, I think I might have said that before on this show. Oops. So apologies to uh, both of you. But that would be really funny if Donald Glover played the same character. Still. Right, I do. I do. I do think they could remake it easily and get a lot of good, uh, good comedy boost out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing with the Predator f- franchise. I watched the first one as a kid. I loved it in the in the fact that it scared me. You know, it was it, it had some good horror elements, especially some good gore that uh, young me was not anticipating. I don't remember if I had a... I don't think I snuck this one past my parents. I feel like they were just like, oh, yeah, we like this movie. And then, like, as they were watching, we are like, oh, yeah, there's some gore oh, isn't there. Good you know, I, I think that might have been more the case. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they, they blew that man's head to smithereens. Oh. Like Ooh. A, like a watermelon. <laughs> uh, did he just tear that man's spine out? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we traumatized this kid. No. I'm not traumatized. I'm a perfectly well-balanced little boy. <laughs> but but I watched I watched The Predator, loved it. Watched Predator 2 with my brother, laughed at it, did not love it, but like thought it was funny. Um, I think he likes it, like genuinely likes it, and that's great. You know, if, if you can yeah. you know, watch those films and laugh and enjoy, that's something that I can't do with that film. I've seen I know I've seen the first Alien vs. Predator, and I hated it. I thought it was so stupid. And uh, same thing with The Predator, the 2018 film, uh, which has Keegan-Michael Key, I think. I gotta look that one up. I know he's been in a Predator movie. We've, we discovered before we start. Yeah, it is Keegan-Michael Key. We discovered before we started to... Uh, oh, it also had Boyd Holbrook, the Corinthian. Oh. Interesting. So that's where I saw him before. I was trying you so hard to figure it out. out. Here we are. 
four mm-hmm. episodes later <laughs> the mystery solved that's what you get with green and faceless guys <laughs> uh, the powers of adhd <laughs> we, we we discussed beforehand though that uh that that the predator the 2018 film the predator was directed by shane black who is also in the original predator movie as a very inconsequential role he's like a radio operator or something uh he's and so i thought that was kind of funny he's one of the last guys i think maybe maybe not i can't no i'm thinking of poncho he and poncho just looked like the same character to me sorry but poncho lives longer i think hawkins is like one of the first to die he might even die before the predator shows up might even be, he might even not be a predator kill. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember. I know he's in it, and I think it's kind of cool. I didn't know when I watched the Predator, the 2018, the Predator film. Right. Uh, I didn't know that 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 was Shane Black was in the original Predator until I watched it to you know yesterday, and I saw his name on the cast, and I was like Shane Black, the director, really. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh wow, it is the same guy. That's really cool. You know, so that was. That's kind of awesome. I like those little tidbits in cinema. Right. But pretty much what I'm trying to say is my my overall feeling of The Predator is I like the first one and then thought the franchise was pretty shit. And then in 2022, uh, this year, they released a new Predator film. Uh, It's a spinoff called Prey. It goes way before the original. It's like, uh, what is this, early 1700s, I think? Maybe. Yes, I believe. Uh, I believe it was seventeen forty or something like that. Can't tell you. Yeah, pretty early and early to mid. So yeah. it's like you know, it's a couple you know, a couple hundred years before the first Predator film. So I like cool idea. It's Native American. Uh, They're Comanche, I believe. I'm gonna look it up to have it right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yep, young Comanche. Yeah, it's it's a very cool concept. So, you know, I was, I was kind of excited, but it was also uh, a Hulu original film. So I was like, oh, okay. But, uh, so we decided to put those together today and, uh, here we go. You know, see, do a good old fashioned sequel smash. So should we go in <laughs> release order or should we go in chronological yes. order? I think we should go in release order. I think we should talk Predator right. 1987. <laughs> Directed by John McTiernan of Die Hard fame and other stuff, of course, <laughs> but I'm real, I know him for Die Hard. <laughs> and it's uh, it's written by Jim and John Thomas, a screenwriting brother duo. <laughs> nice. I love that. And it's very masculine. That's the oh, whole point yes. of this film. Is it's, ma- it's machismo versus monster. Machismo versus monster. Do you think then it could be analyzed as a uh commentary on uh toxic masculinity um i feel like i was watching it with that viewpoint this time around honestly and like i felt like it actually could work pretty well yeah. <laughs> but i don't know if that was their intention no probably absolutely not yeah and i don't i don't know if what i'm about to say is also their intention but there's also a lot of homoeroticism and i fucking love it <laughs> and like I, I feel like it's like yes. top gun where it's like unintentional homoeroticism but it's great. i don't know man <laughs> blaine and mac all the way <laughs> i know i love it blaine of course uh we haven't even mentioned the the most important people 
Well, the most important person is Blaine, of course. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> Played by Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> before love... before the Rock, it's like so funny. he no- nowhere got to the the popularity of uh, Dwayne Johnson, obviously. But before the Rock, no, no. Jesse Ventura traveled into films. I guess Hulk Hogan did too. But Jesse Ventura also course, went yeah. the same yeah. route as Arnold Schwarzenegger and became a governor. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two governors oh in this movie. Oh, that's right. He did. Yeah. I forgot about that. At least this two movie governors. Is so, so political, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, next important would be Blaine's best friend. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Mac. Bill Duke. <laughs> I don't know how Mac deals with Blaine's chewing addiction, but you know, I know, right? Jesus, sticks by him. It's pretty gross. Yeah, and they're both. They're pro- uh, Blaine is also fairly uh, uh, misogynistic in this. Yeah, uh, as is as is most of the crew. Right, most of them are. Uh, who's the one who keeps making all the stupid jokes? The the very bad. Which one is that? Uh, remember? I don't know. Maybe it's Poncho or one Hawkins. That, yeah, it could it could have been Shane Black. <laughs> that would <have> been hilarious. One <laughs> one of the members just keeps making some very inappropriate jokes. It wasn't Poncho, I will say that. I know it was. Uh, that, um, I, if it wasn't then white guy, I think it had to be Hawkins then, because that's the only ones that were on the on the ground. I thought wasn't there? Isn't there Billy Soul as well? Oh yes, the tracker Billy and scout Soul, played by Sonny Landon. But, but he is not a thin white guy though okay i couldn't remember what he looked like because i don't i don't have a photo of him uh he's the he was uh the native american tracker trope unfortunately but still representation. gotcha Gotcha. so yeah it had to be it had to be shane black it had to be him making the the awful uh sexual very disgusting jokes that he made like four of them i think three or four of them and like that's this movie is like all of them they're all soldiers they're all men they're all manly men with their muscles that are all well sweaty and oiled and they're all you know all like uh, the the best scene though is uh, we're joking of course the biggest names are Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch and Carl Weathers as CI operative Dylan and Dylan <laughs> I love I fucking love the scene where they where they see each other and he's like. Dylan, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. Then, they, then they clasp hands and they just like, they squeeze each other's hands trying to like best each other. Yes. And their, their, their arms are just bulging and rippling. I'm just like, this movie is so gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're focusing so hard on this. But yeah, it's, it's a very, uh, machismo film. And uh, as as uh, as I was saying, there's like unintentional homoerotic moments, like one in particular being when um, I can't remember which member is crawling on the ground, but the camera like very much is on that guy's ass the whole time, like just focused in on his ass scooting across the ground. And I'm just like, man, like they had to know what they were doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> they just had to. <laughs> and, and so they're all called out to the middle of of the jungle area where are they at where is like i can't remember where this whole takes place uh it's somewhere in south america i believe it's in colombia but i could be wrong 
Oh, yeah, if I'm looking up everything else. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like I can't. I'm trying to find it in the in a Central American rainforest. Okay. That's all it says on Wikipedia. A fictional Central American banana republic. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, they're they're says. they're a secretive group. Arnold Schwarzenegger's men are called in by CIA operative operative Dylan, and uh, again played by Carl Weathers. I love it. Um, and so they all go down. You know, they they land. They're trying to find. They're trying to find some of their men, right? What are they looking for? I can't remember what they're initially yes, looking for. Um, so a chopper went missing or something, and Dylan, CIA man, is put in charge to find these men. And uh, he gets his old buddy and his crew, uh, being Dutch, to come along to get them. And so yeah. it is men. It's like a rescue mission. But also once they get there, Dutch very quickly finds out that Carl lied to him. And that there was like information that they, they that was really wanted or something. I don't know. It wasn't clear what the betrayal was, to be perfectly honest. Right. That's the the biggest flaw with this movie, I think, is that they try to put this tension in there. It doesn't matter, right? And and the monsters' uh, motivations also. There's no explanation really, and I don't remember one being there in the in the first movie at least as to why the predator is there. You know, it's it's we, we I mean we know from the franchise at least that it's it's going there to become like the ultimate predator to train basically. I don't sadly remember what I was saying, though. I know. We had some technical difficulties, folks. And uh, yeah. we're coming back in. I don't think we said that much about Predator yet. Yeah, they were, I, we were just talking about why they were in the jungle, why, why they were in the rainforest. That's and, right. Like, when, while they go there, uh, wh- when they get there, they find the people they're looking for. They're, they're men, but they're... Strung Mutilated. up, upside down, and skinned alive. Yep. Yeah, and some of them are missing their spines. I don't know. Yeah, 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 some of them are missing. I, I thought maybe, maybe, maybe they weren't skinned alive though. Maybe it was the maybe that was the damage done by the animals, the the vultures and stuff that were maybe. Well, I guess not vultures, but whatever's eating at them. It's possible. Uh, but yeah, they they cut them down. They determined that maybe they're not just up against gorillas. Uh, this, you know, the, the, the gorillas as in like G-U-E-R, <laughs> maybe they're up against like some, you know, human enemy now. Maybe right. they're up against, uh, something far worse. Yeah. The, there's some boring stuff in between where they fight humans, but the fun stuff happens when it becomes, uh, a, 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 a quick takedown by the predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they start to see this, uh, this creature. In the rainforest, that's camouflaged. That's it's invisible, but when it moves, you can kind of see the the outline of it. You can see the the you know the invisibility of it. It's really cool. Um, for nineteen eighty seven, the effect is okay. I, I think it was pretty good for that. Yeah, time. it's definitely a little dated, but oh, it's yeah. still good. You yeah. know, it's like you can still enjoy it. For for eighty one, I thought I, I think it's very good. Is what I was trying to say. I think it blends. But with it was eighty seven. Oh, it was eighty seven. The last movie we talked about was 81. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still good for 87 standards. Like, you know, uh, they, they, they probably had better effects, but, like, it works. It, it's it's not bad. Uh, the monster itself, the predator itself, is really creepy because you immediately see 
the devastation of its weaponry, you know, because uh, it is it. I think it's Blaine that it kills when it shoots it with its gun, and it just like blows out his chest. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Poor Jesse, the body Ventura, man. <laughs> He's one of the early kills, honestly. So if you were coming into yeah. the movie for him, I'm sorry. The real story I know, right? is <laughs> Mac's reaction. Mac has this like whisper <laughs> monologue or soliloquy, maybe even. And he's always whispering in this movie yeah. too. Like he's always so quiet. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like um when Carl Weathers like about slips down a hill, he says are you about to ghost us? Something like that. Like, I don't know if he, I, at first I thought he was gonna, if he was asking yeah. if he was running away. And I'm like, he's the guy who headed the mission. But anyhow, I know, he, right? but he, I think he You're was talking about us. giving away his position. And he was like, if you compromise our mission, I'll kill you myself. And it's like, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary. And then later on, later on, Carl Weathers, uh, walks up to, uh, to, all I could all I could think of is Bill Duke. What's the character's name? Mac. 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 Yeah. All I could think of is Bill Duke. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Carl Weathers uh, is Dylan. That's right. Dylan walks up to Mac and is just like Mac. Mac looks up. He's like turn around. And Carl Weathers like turns around and looks up. Like, are you, what are you looking at? And then <laughs> Mac stabs something on his back on Carl Weathers' back. And Carl like whips about with a gun, like, "What the fuck? He's killing me! I knew it!" <laughs> it's just Mac was just killing a scorpion that was right. on Carl's yeah. back, yeah. and he's just like, "Got it! You're welcome." I love it, man. You're welcome. And he always whispers. Yeah, he's such a whispery man. Yeah, just like whispers in uh, whichever <laughs> is the first Roger Moore movie, "Live or Let Die." Live and Let Die. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> about that guy it's so that's probably my favorite minion yet that's fair that's really fair but but yeah that's really what this movie becomes is is the predator starts hunting them off one by one when they when they go to the the gorilla camp and they they have that little fight they capture a lady anna gonzalves anna gonzalves played by elpidia carrillo so sorry that's okay. Definitely butchered that. Yeah, she uh, she is an insurgent, and uh, they, I I don't know for whatever reason Arnold didn't want to kill her. Probably just because you know it's a machismo movie. We can't kill the woman, right? Uh, so they they capture her instead, and as they're leading her back through the rainforest, trying to get out of the rainforest to to leave the mission because they know they're being hunted by this predator, they just start getting picked off one by one, and the thing clearly has better technology than them they they recognize that immediately it's it's weaponry is super explosive you know very deadly oh yes it's got claws on its hand like blades on its hand or whatever uh again it's invisible you know they can track it when it's moving but it's still very hard to do so and uh, arnold eventually discovers that the predator sees in heat vision kind of thing you know it it, it determines you know, it, its vision's different. It doesn't see like we see. Right. It sees the heat, heat signature. or the yeah. heat signatures. And so, yeah, that's that's the fun part of it, is watching. You know, when when it becomes just Arnold versus the the monster, right. that's when it really gets there. But watching everybody else die is a very good horror, gory fun fest. Like, there's a lot of good kills. Oh and yeah, some really good if gore. You're, if you're a Quentin Tarantino fan, 
for the gore, then you're going to like this movie. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> for the storytelling, probably hey, this isn't a Quentin Tarantino movie, so don't don't compare it to that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there's not much story. It's very simple. Yes. It's, you know, it's just a, a group of soldiers in a rainforest getting attacked. Yeah. For that, I, I you know, I do really enjoy it. I really enjoy just the, the simple horror plot. Right. And I, again, I enjoy the gore. But the, the machismo stuff yeah. is a bit much at times. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Were you ready for closing statements then? I feel like that was c- kind of going into that. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. It's a classic for a reason. Like, you know, people love it for the Arnold one-liners. Oh, He's yeah. got a lot of good ones in this. Oh, this is the get to the yeah. chopper. <laughs> yeah. Get, get to, to the, the chopper. chopper. Yeah. Run! <laughs> Run! Do it! Kill me now! <laughs> Come on! Do it! I love it when it becomes when it comes Arnold versus the Predator. It's fucking phenomenal. That's that's when the 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 gold of the entire movie is is watching them both prepare for this final battle against each other, and then the final battle is tense and exciting and you know pretty well shot and everything. Like it's a very fun finale, but a lot of it leading up to it, except for like the, the fun you know, gory kills is kind of just kind of, you know, not forgettable. It's still very fun to watch, but it's just hard to remember, I guess, Mm. you know, it's like, you know, I do remember it. I remember enjoying the fights and everything, but yeah, it gets lost in all the, the machismo jokes. So I'd still give it three stars and I still do recommend it because it's a fun eighties action film. Yeah. I think it's really fun for what it is, but yeah, I'm not super big on, you know, the high machismo stuff. Uh, maybe in uh, my early teens when I thought, yeah, I got to get into this stuff. Uh, football. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I really also loved Arnold Schwarzenegger growing up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Probably, honestly, mostly because of the Batman movie. But. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Also, Jingle All the Way and Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, we definitely watched a lot. We of should those. do an Arnold Schwarzenegger playlist sometime. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> Just re re-air all of our episodes that we've done them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I suppose it has been a few at this point, hasn't it? So I give it a Not phase. Not too many, though. Uh, it's it is worth watching. Um, I. I can't say it's my favorite franchise. I don't know if we were recording when I said, but this up until I watched Prey was the only Predator movie I had seen. I've seen the uh, the, right. the three Alien movies, but not past that. Oh, I guess. Uh, no, I was gonna mention Prometheus, and that is an Alien movie. So yeah, it's not. It's an Alien spinoff. But I don't even know if it's in the same world as Alien vs. Predator, or if Alien vs. Predator is even in its but own the world. Xenomorphs maybe they're all, maybe or whatever they're, all the they're same. called are in that. I know they are, but like maybe that's its own universe. Maybe that's a multiverse thing. Uh, maybe the Alien vs. Predator takes place in its own timeline. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to wait till we watch them all and talk about it yeah. on the show. It's like I've seen I've seen a lot of them, but I've never just cataloged what what they all mean to each other because they're all just silly after a while. Right. <laughs> well, I think we talked about that one. Uh, let's take a soda pop break, 
and Indeed. come back in just pop. a moment. <laughs> I love you. Are we back? Uh, uh, gotta get comfy. Are we back? Can you hear Can me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Playing a, t- a dangerous game with the weather, I think. I think the weather's making us lose technical. I do think so. Uh, our audio all the time. Can you hear me? But yeah, we're back with Prey. <laughs> but uh dong. I keep on asking if you can hear me. I... That's going to be the entire, whole episode is just us. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? <laughs> can you hear me now? Uh, okay. <laughs> so, here we are. Prey. I am very excited to talk to this movie. So, Prey yeah. stars Amber Midthunder as Naru. Yeah. And uh, I knew <laughs> Amber from Legion. Have you seen it? I have not, but uh, um, I've I've, uh, I've watched the bad movie before, but not. I don't think they have any ties together. Oh, what's what did you say you saw the movie the the movie called Legion? Where oh, it's about the oh. the the crazy alien. Or okay, the, yeah, the alien, no, the they, crazy demon. I mean. No, that doesn't have because uh, this is an, an X Men show. Uh, Legion is, okay. and I do oh, nice. recommend okay. it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it has Jermaine Clemens as one of uh, the main recurring characters, nice. <laughs> and he is pretty great in it. I, really, the whole cast is pretty great. I would say in the second season, it starts to. It's really hard to keep track of the plot, but it's a psychological thriller. Each each season is a psychological thriller and it's branded and told in a completely different way each season and nice. i really liked her in this so i would definitely yes. check it out just for her honestly. she is one of my favorite characters in it she shares along with i'm trying to remember the other character she shares a body if you will with this other person named Carrie Loudermilk. Uh, so the story goes it's that Mid Thunder and Loudermilk all in one body. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're, but they're both named Carrie. They're they're the same person. So they were born at the same. Oh, oh, yeah. They're born at. I the thought same... you were saying. I thought you were saying the actor was named Carrie Loudermilk. No, that no, was, the character the, is. The so they. So it. She also ages uh, slower than her male counterpart because she only ages when she's outside of the body and but most of the time she's inside the body and uh they're they're oh i see they they change this the spelling for the two characters that's not clear in the show but the the male carrie played by bill Irwin is with a, a c and one r and her name is k with two r's it's actually completely different. I'm just, I, you'll have to look it up. Anyhow, I love those characters in that show. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Prey, not Legion. Yeah, she is amazing in this, oh, too. Yes. Like, uh, honestly, the best part about it. So there's two There's two good things that I love about it. Is her acting and Dan Trachtenberg's directing. It is so good. It's so good. He did. He did Ten Cloverfield Lane, and like it, that's the John Goodman one with uh, I can't remember the ladies, Mary oh, Elizabeth Winstead. Okay, I think if you say so, I, I, I can't remember. remember. I can't remember, but it's it's a good. It was a good movie. I really loved it. I loved Cloverfield. I thought Cloverfield was fun. 
10 Cloverfield Lane happened, I'm like, it does a tie in. And it's, it's, it does, mm-hmm. but it's a very interesting way it ties in. Right. It's, it's like a different narrative of the same event. Yeah. 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 And it was, I, I really, I was really kind of blown away by it when I watched it in it theaters. It was really good. I haven't since watched it. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's dimmed a bit, but like, you know, if I rewatch it, maybe I wouldn't like it as much, but I remember really liking it. And Dan Trachtenberg comes in yet again with another sequel to somebody else's project <laughs> and really blew me away with it. Like That's I really true. fucking loved it. That's just, true. I can't believe it was just dumped on. I mean, I know it's a Hulu film, but like, I, I can't believe this didn't have a theatrical run because like, right. It, you know, it just, it feels like it should have been in a theater. It is like, it has a very epic feel. Now, I'm not saying it's an epic because it no, doesn't yeah, take place yeah. in, in a great amount of time or over a greater period of land. If and if you get if you you give that the definition of epic over a period a, a large span of land, then all the James Bond movies are epics, and we don't want to say that. <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> Well, you also have to have like crazy set pieces and everything. This one does have some really good focus yes. on the period because, as we mentioned, it's early seventeen or mid seventeen hundreds. Right. Very uh, few. Oh, I just saw it. Where was it? Um, seventeen nineteen. Seventeen nineteen. So very, or even earlier than I said. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, Northern Great Plains. The really white people, more exclusively, uh, French traders have been spreading out across Comanche land, uh, hunting animals for, you know, for commerce. And, uh, but there's still very few white people in, yes, in this film, they do show all the bison getting killed, not getting killed, but lying on the floor. And it can actually confuses, uh, Naru, who is Amber mid thunders character. Uh, because right. she's also seen some other strange things that have been mutilated. So she yeah. actually confuses the Predator and uh, white traders. But that's pretty late in the movie. Uh, I did want to express right. that there's very few white people in this movie. The, most of the characters yeah, mostly... are these Comanche uh, people. And yeah, and yeah. From, what I, from the little research I did, it seemed like they cast mostly Native American actors. They did, yes. I mean, at least at least Amber Mid Thunder I know is, has Native American ancestry. There, there's a few of them. Just looking uh, at her brother. Know, I don't have sadly blinks. Her brother Tabe. Okay. Yeah, Tabe is uh, played by Dakota Beavers, and um, Wasape. I believe that Stormy Kip. He's very much a Native American actor. And uh, there's nice. also Julian yeah. Black Antelope, who played the chief. They did a very good job of casting. Yeah, and and, and uh, I'm reading here that Tabe Bennett Taylor. I got to figure out who Bennett Taylor is real quick. Did he write it? Is he a writer? Nope. I don't know who Bennett Taylor is. Um, but he, this guy Bennett Taylor confirmed that the script for Prey revealed that Billy Soul from the Predator movie. Uh, who is a Native American tractor and scout played by Sonny Landham. He is a reincarnation of Tabe for oh. framing his last stand with that film's predator as being due to subconscious memories of a past life. Huh. Interesting. They did not They did not do that in the movie, of course. That's just apparently yeah. in the script. Okay. But, yeah, that's kind of a, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that, maybe. I like that, too. I don't know. 
I'd have to rewatch them again with that idea in mind. But, but yeah, uh, Naru, not uh, her name, not to be confused with the Australian's way of saying no. <laughs> like, <laughs> so hard for me. Naru. <laughs> Naru. <laughs> but yeah, she she is a uh, um, a woman in the in her tribe, her Comanche right. uh, tribe and nation. I don't know. Well, there's the Comanche nation, but I believe the nation is contrived. Uh, contrived. That's not a word. Contri- uh, contrived of tribes. Yeah, it's contrived of tribes. <laughs> uh, comprised. If you're contrived, if you're contrived of tribes, I think that creates the new word contrived. Contrived. So the nation is contrived. <laughs> Sorry if I'm insulting anyone. The, the, this movie uh, focuses a lot on the, and from what I know, for it's mostly uh, historically accurate in regards to like the the. Uh, interpretation of their their society because she is expected to be a hunter-gatherer or not a hunter-gatherer she is expected to be like a gatherer uh, medicine. And a, a medicinal yeah whereas the men are supposed to do the more physical actions like hunting and that kind of stuff but she just because they told her she can't very much so wants to be a hunter yeah and that, that's how the movie starts is she's out hunting and all the men are kind of looking down on her being like hey you can't do that you know that's a male a male thing, you know, you're supposed to be doing the medicine, yeah. uh, but she just keeps, you know, wanting to prove herself and her brother's kind of also encouraging her. Yeah, but at the same time, he still will say something that is with the tract of their traditions and and whatnot. He, right. <laughs> he still is very yeah, much he's, he's, a man of the community, but he is trying exactly. to allow this to happen. I believe she is his charge as well because their father is dead. Yeah. And, and, uh, with the, with the French, um, the traders or whatever they're called, the French traders. Thank you. Yeah. With them nearby too, the, the, their tribe, the Comanche tribe is in need of a war chief. You know, they don't have one right now. And, uh, Tabe is kind of on the path to become that, you know, he's their best hunter and he's out there, you know, trying to lead and so you know when they when they have a new predator roaming around because as we mentioned earlier naru is senses like she sees she sees tracks and yeah you know again as we also saw the the weirdly mutilated uh carcasses of certain animals she sees all of this and knows that you know we're not just facing a mountain lion which is what they were originally going after you know we're not facing a bear we're not facing French traders. We're facing something much different. Yes, it's kind of fascinating because you you parallel both the predator and Naru's in, like progress in hunting, because the predator he's invisible. Right. He's just like looking around. He sees a rat scurrying, gets hit by a snake. He kills the snake because he thinks that's the better predator. Yeah. Oh, along comes this like elk kind of thing. Got to kill that. You know, you like a, I think he even fights a wolf. There's a wolf fight. Like it, it slowly like shows him increasing. Yeah, he, he yeah, and, and paralleling that, you get uh, Naru's hunting expertise. You know, she starts off, I think, also fighting a wolf or like hunting an elk or something. Like it, it just, it's a nice progression you get of them. You know, both basically growing to each other, coming to each other for this big final battle. Right. And throughout, it's also very, very well paced. There's like no slow moment. There's always some new action oh, thing yeah. they're doing 
or or they're talking about the tribes or they're uh, training with their throwing axe yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and she, she 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 ties a rope around her axe and like it's really cool i will admit it's really cool because she can whip it back to her hand and yeah. everything but like it kept bothering me because like I don't know. I don't care how good you are. I feel like there's got to be mistakes happen. Like that was the thing about like you watch Jackie Chan fight films, uh-huh. and like there's mistakes to happen when he does that kind of shit, right? You know, he'll but he fights with those mistakes. He uses those mistakes to his advantage. And in this, it's just perfectly just comes right back to her palm each time. Like every time she pulls it back, it's like whack right back in there. And I'm just like, come on! Mm-hmm. Like the, there's one moment where it betrays her. Where she's uh she's sinking in quicksand or it's a bog it's like she's in she's yeah. stuck in bog water kind of thing and she's trying to use her axe to pull her, like she has she's throwing it at like some deadfall yeah. and she's trying to you know use the rope to pull herself out but she can't get the axe to stick so that's nice there is yeah. a moment of tension featuring the axe failing her but whenever she fights it's just it never fails her but it's also just perfectly back to her hand whenever she it needs was it. still necessary for uh, for her. To have a reason to tie her axe like that so she could use it to save her. Uh, because otherwise right. she, she wouldn't be able to do that while she was struggling in the, in the bog. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, it did help the plot in that way and it looked really cool. Right. Looked badass as fuck. It did look really cool. <laughs> And they also, they, 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 you know, the, the bog also comes back around. They use the bog again for the third act. And I like, that's another nice thing is they set up that third act really well. They show all the, the, the hunting tactics and everything yeah. that make that final face off between Naru and the predator. It's so just good. come to fruition. Like it's, it's, so it's good. a good fight scene. I really enjoyed that. Oh, that's yeah. really good. But all of that aside, there are moments of, of, of things that are, are just not good. And uh, specifically, the not good for me was the CGI. There is some uh, <laughs> specifically on the bear. The bear CGI scene um, is horrendous. I thought I could not stand whenever that bear is moving. So so Naru in her right. in her tracking of the predator comes across <laughs> a bear, and she's with her dog. Sorry, and I'm I'm like panicking the whole time i'm like if they kill the dog i'm out like i'm done with. This i movie. was thinking like, that was gonna happen oh uh, i was gonna be so mad thankfully i will say because i know this this bothers a lot of people when you're watching movies if you're gonna go into into prey i will spoil one thing and that is the dog comes out okay it so does. if that's gonna bother you going in just know the dog is okay it gets hurt once but it's not that bad there's some yeah. close calls but most of the time and this almost bothered me. Most of the time, when the real danger is there, the dog's gone. <laughs> He's just nowhere to be seen. He's not in the scene. And uh, well, it's 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 supposed to run away. I think it's supposed to right. guide and you know help them track. You know, like when they're hunting, it's supposed to like keep the animal close right. and you know bring it back to the hunter. And they do, but I think show... it's trained to stay out of it. They do show her giving it Comanche commands, which I appreciated. See, that was my other problem with it. Really? They're all speaking English. And then right. occasionally they'll sp- speak commands in uh, Comanche. And I'm just like, why would... Like, I know that it wouldn't hold over well with American audiences. I get that. But you're just dropping it on Hulu. Why not just do the whole thing in Comanche? Like, and just do subtitles. 
Like uh, if you're if you're gonna have yeah, Comanche commands, that would just that. make it feel more authentic. Like the whole movie, it felt really historically accurate in regards to the technology they used. Right. In regards to, well, that's what it would be if they got Roger Eggers, but they didn't. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the English just bothered me. It just felt weird because they, they, it even becomes like a plot point. That, like, you know, the French, when the French come in, they need a translator to talk to them. And the translator is, you know, he knows French and English. And so he's just talking to them in English. I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> it just seems so weird. Like, <laughs> I don't get the choice. <laughs> yeah. I get I get budget-wise, they couldn't have done it, probably. Maybe it was just a complete budget thing. But what they should have done, and, like, I think they were hinting at it. But there's, there's movies, I can't remember one off the top of my head, but there's movies where... You'll open up the film speaking in the native tongue, speaking in the language right. of wherever the film takes place, and then, then mid sentence it transitions to English. Yeah, no, I thought and they, they did. They, do they that. kind of did that. They had one sentence. They spoke one sentence in Comanche, and then they translated. And then she repeated that sentence in English. Yeah. So it's like it kind of they kind of did it, but it doesn't it doesn't flow right. They should have done it like mid sentence so that we understand. Okay. They're speaking Comanche. We're hearing English. Yeah. And what ruins that effect of them doing that is the Comanche language used for commands. Hmm. Because then it's like, okay, so they are just speaking English. They're not just speaking Comanche. I thought it worked. And if we're going to talk about it like it's a courtroom, uh, there is precedent in video games of typically, specifically Assassin's Creed. They'll go around <laughs> talking, uh, and then eventually, and occasionally, uh, regional words will will pop in. But you'll get what it means from context. So it worked for me, anyways. But I also would have liked it if the movie was in Comanche. I think. I mean, there's yeah. enough action that it it would have worked. Like right. Yeah. I think we're just the weirdos that would have pre- appreciated that way more. Like, I, f- I get that, you know, again, American audiences tuning in on Hulu, they probably wouldn't have been like, I don't want to read these subtitles forever, right. you know, right. ah, this movie sucks. But, like, I don't know, it just, it seemed weird. Like, I do appreciate them having the Comanche language utilized. Yeah. It just, I don't know, it, it, when they did it, it kind of pulled me out because I'm like, so are they speaking English? Because my brain just it fixates on that kind of stupid sure. stuff. I and think... so, like, yeah, it just bothered me. I think it became, I think for me it was more clear when the French people came in because they spoke exclusively French until the translator, who I believe is Bennett Taylor playing Raphael, Raphael. he starts speaking yeah, to yeah. them in Comanche. And he, and he says, I speak many languages. And it's English, though, you know. He, right. He says, I speak many languages, and yes, I speak Comanche. Are, no, he asks yeah. her if she is Comanche, and then they start yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, he never, yeah. But yeah, he never says that he speaks their language. He just, he's just speaking in English, and she just understands him. And that's, that's where okay. it just got confusing See, for me. Okay. That's where my brain for me, it. I took that as he was speaking Comanche. So, I, I, I don't know. They needed to just specify it. They needed to make yeah. it very clear that yeah. that's what they were I don't doing. know if they did and or it, not. And it's like, good point. and I say they need to do it. They really don't have to because obviously it's a very small nitpick by one obsessive compulsive disorder dick like me. <laughs> like that's it's all it really is. You cut the but dip it just, off. It, that was the oh, only thing that no, that, do that. And this, yeah, 
that and the CGI, that was all that took me out of this experience. The 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 bear CGI was so bad. Like Yeah, it wasn't that great. When it runs, it looks so goofy. Cause it looks like somebody just like was like holding the the image of a bear there and was just moving it up and down and like jerking it back and forth like look it's running you know it's like kind of what you would do to a kid where it's just like seriously go to go to hulu or go to youtube whatever look up the the bear cgi and pray and just have yourself a good time because it looks so fucking hilarious what were we talking about well i just forgot what i was saying I don't remember what you were saying. Oh, the bear CGI. We had more technical difficulties. Yeah, the bear CGI. Yeah, I, I had said. I had said go to go to Hulu or YouTube, look it up, and have yourself a good time because it's fucking funny to watch that bear <laughs> run. But that's not to say that's not to say that the scene itself isn't fun. Yeah, because it's a really good tense scene. Like, yeah, because I really even though the bear CGI is hilarious. Well, it fights the predator, and that's cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that scene, and it's it's even more cool too because uh, again, the predator is still invisible, right? But when it gets hit with the blood of the bear, when it, it, yeah. it like the, that it, blood well, coats it, yeah, you can oh, see it, it like rains down on him. Oh, and it, like you wanted to talk the technology, I think that's the perfect yes. area because that's when you get to see the predator when you get to see it. That's no right. longer invisible, and you see what what it's wearing. So I wanted to kind of compare and contrast the two uh, just a little bit. So first off, just the two that, being the original Predator <clears throat> movie. That's right. So that iconic Predator helmet—it's yeah. made of metal, very clearly, some kind of far tech yeah. metal. And when he takes it off, he's got this goofy goofy face under there i do think the face is just a touch less goofy in this one but it's still you know it's still pretty true to the original yeah the true face that's that's the that's the problem with another problem with the original is once the mask is gone in the original movie it just looks goofy as fuck all like (laughs) but i agree with you here here it still looked intimidating it still looked alien yeah definitely 100 percent. and uh this this mask is comprised of something that this guy killed so it's made of bone. Yeah. But it also is laced with the tracking technology it needs for the, its bolt cannon. And it uses bolts. And that's really interesting because the guy in the, yeah. in the original movie, it was some kind of laser cannon. Right. It caused explosive yeah. damage. Yeah, it caused huge explosions. And I, I also appreciated that it used melee weapons and stuff like that too i i get the feeling that this might be the predator's first encounter the the race's first encounter on earth uh because at the at the very least i don't think it was aware of that humans were here i agree with you too just because of how it hunts the predators right how it how it shows it evolving with what it's killing right it's trying to find the strongest beast there and also, I don't think we mentioned in the first movie that there's this name that I was going to call her Melenia, but that's in the Bond movie. The The one woman in the film, <laughs> she, she gives right. the Predator a name, the demon that makes trophies of men. And I love that. I just wanted to mention. 
Yeah. <clears throat> it's pretty it is pretty awesome. I mean, it really adds to the horror of that first film. Yeah. And and the second one doesn't have much horror. It's no. more of like action sci-fi. There are horror elements. Still, right. You know, especially when it becomes Naru versus the Predator. Right. But like the the first one has a lot of really good horror. And then this 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 one, Prey more action and like i still uh, enjoyed it a lot i think i enjoyed it a lot more actually than the original <laughs> now that i'm thinking about it you don't even have to ask this movie was amazing um <laughs> i i right i love the lead i mean i do have a, a a nostalgia part in my heart for arnold gotta say but that's true yeah. i really enjoyed amber so much in this movie and i I, I loved her in, in Legion to, as well. I wish that show didn't stop, but I'm glad that you're in movies now. <laughs> I hope to see more of you. Now this is directly to you, Amber Midthund. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, all other pa- couch potatoes. We're speaking specifically to Amber Midthunder. <laughs> did I mention no, I everything Her performance that, is fucking fabulous. Did we mention everything we should about like the tech? I think so because that's really all it has is just those blades and it's it's right. uh it's bolts. But the oh yeah like, oh both and, of them have those two blades that kind of come out like Wolverine claws. But yeah, also yeah. the the prey alien he has like these cool tomahawk things that like are also chains. Like when they oh yeah hit. yeah yeah and then also like it has these two. Like, he could either use it as a maul or a spear. Like, one end had a spear on it, the other end was just this huge club. Yeah. yeah it was It was bad. It was pretty cool. He did badass. a lot of brutal deaths. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, brutal amputations and, and some good kills. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's still recommended easily in regards to its horror, but it's not as horrifying as the first one. The first one had a lot yeah. better horror elements. I'll say, but if I'm to if I'm to close on Prey, I give it three and a half stars. It's fucking phenomenal, Fuck man! Yeah. Like go to Hulu and check it out. I give it a face and a half, even though uh, I do think some people are getting tired of the she doesn't want to be like other girls story because the truth is right. like yeah. what the story that should be t- being told is don't push people into a corner. They will find what they are good at. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. And, and I, I've heard some feminists talk to that effect, like in a TEDx, that this story is demeaning to the other women that are following mm. around, uh, along with gender norms because they feel that they must. Uh, it, it's not. It's not that they want to do it necessarily. But I feel like this movie does enough to avoid that because, again, they even have, like, her, her mother who's mm-hmm. talking to her is like, I don't know why you like hunting. And then she's just like, because they say I can't do it. Right. You know, it's just like she's doing it for herself. She's doing it because she's like, this is who I am. Right. You know, she's in. And I don't know. I like I like her proving herself. I like her being a total badass. Yeah. Like, I get I get where they're coming from. I do understand that. But I, I do. Yeah. I do want to recognize that perhaps there is some uh, that 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 kind of story can be problematic it's it, especially if it's not written from the same, the right lens but this movie right. i think 
it was she's just such a powerful character i think it overcomes that well she's also I, i'm not it's gonna... also technically a period piece so it's right. like it's just yeah this is like the way they live too at the time exactly like, i feel like it would have been wrong if they do it from the, any other lens yeah they have to they th- that's the line that they that i'm talking about they have to walk and you think they did it well and i think i can agree i just i just feel like a lot of people are tired of seeing misogyny in film that's but fair. we can't act like yeah. it's not there as well. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. I also feel like that's part of the heart of the Predator franchise too. Is like I feel uh, like you can't have a Predator franchise without misogyny. That's that's, that's a lot of it. That's fair. And this character totally overcomes all that too. Uh, yeah, I just love the. Yeah, I loved does. watching it, so I, I, I give it a face and a half, and I do want to watch it again. If somebody's like, hey, no, I haven't watched it. And I, I say it wins the sequel smash, too. I think, oh, I think yeah. it went above and beyond the original. I think like, so. The original is always going to be a classic and, right. and have its own place in history, whereas Prey might not. But I enjoy Prey more. Like It's definitely the best sequel we've had of, the, of yeah. this franchise. I I would agree without even seeing the other sequels. Uh, because it, it, it just, <laughs> I feel like it was just so tasty good and my headphone just died. Yeah. So can, can we just close? We've had so much trouble. <laughs> yeah. We've, 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 we've been fighting so many technical issues, but yeah, that, that's been the show. Thank you everybody. I am the green traveler from Gorsh. Oh, and I am the Faceless Leon. Uh, sorry for the glitchy tech episode. I don't know if the Green Traveler said something to the same effect or not, but we love you. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe, or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.